all news, all for Texas. This is Texas News Radio. I'm Dennis Foley. Coming up, San Antonio's police chief says starstruck sheriff's deputies are to blame for his officer getting hurt last night after a wrong way chase. Botham John's family and jurors sit down to talk about the Amber Geiger case. Struck by lightning and saved by good Samaritans. I'm ABC's Jim Ryan. The story is coming up. A 21-year-old who'd never had a criminal record does now because he overslept and missed jury duty. I'm Scott Goldberg, ABC News. The story is coming up. This is Texas News Radio from 550 KTSA and FM 1071. The San Antonio police chief believes a TV crew ride-along influenced sheriff's deputies to continue a wrong-way chase onto Interstate 35. San Antonio police chief Willa McManus didn't hesitate when asked if he thought the cops' TV crew ride with deputies spurred them to continue the wrong-way chase on IH-35 last night. Let me be very direct in my answer. The answer is yes. Sheriff Javier Salazar disagrees. I take exception to, to that insinuation, uh, whoever that may be by. San Antonio police officer Ralph Delgado was seriously injured when he was hit by a truck while setting up flares after the chase ended. Elizabeth Ruiz, KTSA News. San Antonio City Councilwoman Rebecca Villagran says the revised safe and sick time ordinance is unfair to small business owners because of its one-size-fits-all approach. To have small businesses being demonized in some aspects through this um, when they are trying to help with the job creation. Under the previous ordinance, business owners were required to provide a certain amount of sick leave hours for employees based on the size of the company, but the revised ordinance approved yesterday requires all businesses, no matter the size, to give employees up to six, uh, 56 hours of earned sick leave. San Antonio may hire a California company to help deal with local problems with homelessness. City Council is considering a contract proposal for a company called Homebase to develop a plan and present it by next spring. The general fund in this year's city budget would cover the contract's $129,000 cost. Former Texas Congressman Pete Sessions is running for Congress again after losing to a Democrat last year in his Dallas area district. Close to 15 Republican members of Congress won't seek re-election, including five from Texas. Representative Will Hurd and Congressman Kenny Marchant, two of those names, creating an opportunity for Democrats to gain ground in a predominantly red state. Pete Sessions, who was defeated by Democrat Colin Allred last year, says Republicans need to fight for their principles and maintain leadership in Texas. I expect to be vigorous. I expect to go and work in every single county and move our Republican Party and the people in this district forward. Sessions is looking to fill the seat of Representative Bill Flores in District 17 near Waco, Texas. Flores held that seat since 2010. Clayton Neville, Dallas. KTSA AccuWeather. Needly clear and humid tonight, low 65. In the Hill Country, a low just 71 along the Riverwalk. Mostly sunny and hot tomorrow, high near the record of 95 for 1937. Clear tomorrow night, low 66 in outlying areas, 72 in the city. Mostly sunny and hot on Sunday, high near the record of 95 for 1931. Cooler and less humid on Monday. Recap mainly clear tonight, low 65 in outlying areas, and 71 in the city. This is meteorologist Bob Larson with your KTSA Stephen Drufik AccuWeather forecast. CBS Ion Veterans from ConnectingVets.com. The American economy is powered by the work and dedication of small businesses. And powering many of those companies are military veterans. Recently, Jeff Hall from Disabled American Veterans explained how there are now financial incentives for companies willing to hire the best America has to offer. There are other ones that anybody can take, any company can take advantage of, like the Work Opportunity Tax Credit, which can provide up to $9,600 of tax credit for every disabled veteran that you hire. So 
good, bad. Um, there are a lot of positives there to hiring disabled veterans that companies have finally caught on to. I'm Phil Briggs from ConnectingVets.com for CBS News. The controversy continues around the impeachment probe President Donald Trump. If a foreign country can help us with respect to corruption. The president says he has a duty to seek foreign help. And that, I don't care if it's Biden or anybody else. He was asked about speculation. His own Justice Department is looking at his prospective 2020 opponent. Is the Justice Department investigating Joe Biden? Well, that you'd have to ask Attorney General Barr. Mr. Trump insists text messages from U.S. diplomats demonstrating an effort to push Ukraine into announcing an investigation into the Burisma gas company exonerate him. Democrats say the messages are just more proof of his guilt. Stephen Portnoy, CBS News. President Trump acknowledged that Democrats in the House have the votes to begin a formal impeachment inquiry. Pelotas Congressman Will Hurd talked about the process. I'm interested to see how the, the White House is going to respond to the the request for subpoenas because there's a lot of people that should be coming in, in front of our committee. He said some of the allegations are damning, but he wants to be thorough before making an actual determination. Once he's out of the hospital, a Texas man has some strangers to thank for saving his life last night. It was just before sunset when a thunderstorm moved into the town of Spring, north of Houston. A man walking his dogs was struck by lightning, leaving him flat on his face, unconscious. We rolled him over and you know, checked his pulse and he wasn't breathing. Bill Wilson, no CPR, and went to work on the man he had never met. We eventually got a heartbeat back and right about then the ambulance pulled in. Some of the victim's clothes were burned as he was taken by helicopter to a hospital. A county constable says he's expected to be okay. Jim Ryan, ABC News. With the release of the controversial film Joker today, movie theaters are ramping up security after weeks of fears the subject matter might spark violence. The film tells the backstory of Batman villain the Joker. College Station Police Corporal Garrett Birdwell tells us about the precautions being taken at their movie, local movie theater, for the screenings of the film. They're taking all the precautions necessary. We want to have a safe and enjoyable experience. And we're going to be on duty from open to close for the next several days. This is Texas News Radio. I'm James Pudger, and in Major League Baseball postseason action, the Astros have a 1-0 lead in the ALDS over the Tampa Bay Rays after taking Game 1 6-2. Jose Altuve hit a two-run homer in the fifth inning to open up the scoring, and the Astros never looked back as Justin Verlander pitched seven shutout innings, allowing just one hit while striking out eight, and in doing so, passed former Astro Roger Clemens for third most strikeouts in postseason history. Game two of the series is tomorrow night at 8.07 as Garrett Cole will get the start for Houston and Tampa will send Blake Snell. You can catch that game right here on ESPN San Antonio starting at 7.30 with the pregame. In the NFL this weekend, it's a battle of three and one teams up in Arlington as the Cowboys face Aaron Rodgers and the Packers Sunday out at AT&T Stadium with kickoff set for 325. You can catch that game right here on your home for everything Cowboys, ESPN San Antonio. Dallas will be without starting left tackle Tyron Smith, who suffered a high ankle sprain last week, while Packers wideout Devontae Adams has been ruled out with turf toe. The 2-2 two two Texans look to get back on track as they welcome the 1-3 Falcons into NRG Stadium for a noon kick as Houston wide receiver Kenny Stills has been listed as a game-time decision with a hamstring injury. In college football, the 11th-ranked Longhorns are back from their bye as they're in Morgantown, West Virginia to take on the Mountaineers with kickoff set for 2.30. 
Texas Tech welcomes 21st-ranked Oklahoma State into Lubbock for an 11 o'clock kick tomorrow morning, a game you can catch right here on your home for Red Raider football. UTSA will be in El Paso to take on UTEP at 7, while Incarnate Word takes on Houston Baptist at 6. In the NBA, the Spurs open up the preseason tomorrow night at home against the Orlando Magic, with tip-off from the AT&T Center set for 7.30. And in other Spurs news, according to Sham Sharania, the athletic, the Spurs have begun early talks with DeMar DeRozan on a contract extension although nothing is imminent. I'm James Pledger for ESPN San Antonio. Some of the jurors who decided former Dallas police officer Amber Geiger's fate are speaking exclusively to ABC News. Geiger was sentenced to 10 years in prison for walking to Botham John's apartment last year instead of her own and shooting and killing him. Geiger told the court during the trial that she came off a long shift at work and thought John was an intruder in her apartment. Juror number 21 describes the difficulty he had and when he had to decide what to do. I told everyone, I was like, I'm really having a hard time with this because... We all agree that it was a mistake. Before sentencing, John's brother, Brant John, addressed Geiger, saying he forgives her, encouraging her to give her life to Christ. He then hugged Geiger. Family lawyer Lee Merritt spoke with ABC News Good Morning America today about the gesture. He wanted not only to forgive her in words, but he wanted to wanted her to believe him. So just saying it, she may not be convinced. So we asked to, sh- to give a physical display of that forgiveness. And John explained why he did it. If you want to forgive her, just understand that God forgive you, forgave you and I know that every time I ask God for forgiveness he forgives me so who am I to not forgive someone who asks Hundreds of convictions could be thrown out because of police corruption in Baltimore. The state's attorney says her office has reviewed nearly 800 cases handled by 22 Baltimore police officers she says can't be trusted. Eight of those officers were later convicted of racketeering the evidence showing that they planted guns and drugs, that they made illegal arrests and made false arrests. And while the eight were sent to prison, 14 others were named during the trial and are now considered discredited by the prosecutor's office. Peter King, CBS News. With the flu season now here, the first adult death has been recorded. So when should you get your flu shot? There's a lot of controversy about timing. People are confused. The CDC recommends that people get their flu shot by the end of October. It does take about two weeks to get maximum protection from the influenza vaccine. Um, But there is some theory that maybe the immunity tends to wane by the end of the season. But if you get it now, you will be protected by the peak. And it's better to get it than not get it at all. That's ABC's Dr. Jennifer Ashton. This is Texas News Radio. A teacher and her daughter kidnapped by a former student. I'm Deborah Norville with the Inside Edition Inside Report. It was 1980 when Mary Stauffer, a Minnesota high school teacher, was with her eight-year-old daughter Beth when they were kidnapped at gunpoint by Min Shen Shu, her former student. The terrifying moment is recreated in an upcoming Lifetime movie, Abducted, the Mary Stauffer story. Mary and Beth were kept chained inside a closet for 53 days. Mary was repeatedly raped by the kidnapper. The movie shows their dramatic escape. Min Shen Shu is still in prison, and Mary and Beth say they have recovered from their terrifying ordeal. I'm Deborah Norville. Ion Tech with Larry Maggot. Facebook-owned Instagram is launching a new standalone app called Threads. And based on the images in Instagram's blog post about the new app, it appears to be aimed at teenagers. The app is designed to help users stay connected to their closest friends 
via video and images. And from what I can see from the description, Instagram appears to be encouraging people to share their status via the app multiple times throughout their day. In other words, nearly constant contact. Something that might make sense to teenagers, but at the risk of showing my age, makes very little sense to me. Larry Magid, CBS News. The news never stops. This is Texas News Radio. Ukraine's top prosecutor announced today he is re-examining cases involving an oligarch who appointed Hunter Biden to his energy company. The prosecutor said the cases do not currently involve Hunter Biden or the company, but it comes as President Trump is facing an impeachment inquiry into his pressuring of Ukraine to start an investigation into the Bidens, despite there being no evidence of illegal wrongdoing. It raises questions if this is a response to that pressure. ABC asked Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky if he requested the review. He said no, he was not involved at all. Patrick Rievel, ABC News, Zhitomir, Ukraine. Presidential hopefuls are announcing their fundraising totals for the third quarter of 2019, a key sign of whether they'll have the bank have a, uh, the bank to last before the first ballots are cast in the early caucuses in February. Joe Biden may be the frontrunner in the polls, but not when it comes to fundraising. Democratic Senators Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders both blowing past former Vice President Joe Biden in the latest fundraising haul. Warren's campaign announcing it raised $24.6 million in the third quarter. Sanders raised $25.3 million. Joe Biden Biden, 15.2. Pete Buttigieg is at 19.1. This comes on the heels of House Democrats' impeachment inquiry into President Trump, which helped fuel a last-minute boost to the president's re-election campaign efforts, as well as his 2020 Democratic rivals. Inez de la Quintera, ABC News on Capitol Hill. Energy Secretary Rick Perry reportedly plans to resign next month. The former Texas governor will be replaced temporarily by Deputy Energy Secretary Dan Brulette. Uh, Perry's decision reportedly has nothing to do with the impeachment inquiry presently directed at President Trump. Perry is marginally involved in the probe into the Democrats' claim that Trump uh, pressured Ukraine's leader to investigate Joe Biden. New Jersey Senator Bob Menendez recently sent Perry a letter asking him to detail recent travels to Ukraine. A close call for a university mascot has led to a call for change at one Southern University. An animal rights group is calling for Mississippi State University to retire its bulldog mascot named Jack after the animal was slammed into by a football player. The dog was bruised in the incident during last Saturday's Mississippi State-Auburn University game. People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals says it was sheer luck. The dog wasn't badly hurt or killed. Mississippi State doesn't play this week, but a message on the mascot's official social media page says, Jack is on the mend and will be back on the sidelines next week. Jim Crisilla, CBS News. For what it's worth, I'm Sherry Preston. Why are so many people getting sick from vaping? Could it be the chemicals? Dr. Brandon Larson, who worked on new research for the Mayo Clinic, says yes, that's exactly what it is when it comes to all the lung damage linked to e-cigarettes. The type of damage that was seen in World War One and in soldiers who were subjected to mustard gas. Seriously, that bad? Dr. Larson says of the people he studied, yes, it's that bad. Every single one of them had this very distinctive pattern of injury in the lung that is most uh, closely uh, similar to a toxic chemical type injury. Now, we know the horror stories of mustard gas used on soldiers during World War I. What exactly does that type of injury do to you? It's severely damaging the airways or the windpipes and then severely damaging the surrounding delicate lung tissue where the air sacs are. CDC says over a thousand people have gotten sick from vaping and nearly 20 have died for what it's worth. Sherry Preston, ABC News. 
Microsoft says hackers believed to have originated from Iran have targeted a U.S. presidential campaign. The hackers belong to a group called Phosphorus that Microsoft believes originates from Iran and is linked to the Iranian government. In the last couple of months, Microsoft said Phosphorus repeatedly tried to identify certain email accounts and attacked 241 of them, including some associated with an unnamed presidential campaign. Current and former government officials, journalists covering global politics, and prominent Iranians who live outside Iran were also targeted. Four accounts were compromised, though Microsoft said not ones associated with a campaign or a government official. Aaron Katursky, ABC News, New York. More than 40 people have now been killed in protests in Iraq, and today Iraqi police opened fire on demonstrators. Protesters agree about high unemployment, among other things. Security, lack of services poverty, uh, lack of chances, you know, unemployment, and, and they cannot take it anymore. Ahmed is an Iraqi immigrant living in the U.S. He says many Iraqis are also angry over political corruption. All the elections that happen the last three times, three, three terms, uh, they lead to the same faces and same people, and Iraqis are fed up. He's worried about civil war. The U.S. military says it's also deeply concerned about the violence. There are still U.S. troops stationed in Iraq. Cammie McCormick, CBS News, the Pentagon. Russia's Vladimir Putin has President Trump's back when it comes to North Korea. President Putin is praising Trump for trying to defuse tensions on the Korean peninsula. The U.S. and North Korea are still expected to hold new nuclear talks despite Pyongyang firing a short-range missile Wednesday, capable of being launched from a submarine. It's Kim Jong-un saying, hey, don't forget what I'm doing over here. Don't forget, even if we go back to a negotiating table at these so-called working level talks that they're going to do within the next couple of days. And that's ABC's Martha Raddatz. President Putin is also saying Russia will help China build a ballistic missile warning system signaling a new level of cooperation between the former communist countries. A secret British street artist proves again he's worth a pretty penny. Banksy has done it again. His large painting of chimpanzees replacing politicians in Britain's parliament has fetched a record auction price for a work by the British street artist, more than $12 million. It's called Devolved Parliament and had a pre-auction estimate of $1.5 million. If you go online, though, you can buy a print copy of the painting for about $11. Pam Coulter, CBS News. KTSA Entertainment. Will Cardi B be joining Jennifer Lopez and Shakira at the Super Bowl? When E.T. asked her, she only laughed and coyly avoided the question. Cardi's new reality competition, Rhythm and Flow, begins streaming on Netflix October 9th. A new collection of Golden Girls costumes is being unveiled just in time for Halloween. Now you and your best girls can dress up like Dorothy, Rose, and Blanche. The costumes all come with jewelry, but the wigs are sold separately. Celebrating an E.T. birthday today, Clueless star Alicia Silverstone is 43, Supergirl star Melissa Benoist is 31, and which Fifty Shades of Grey star is the daughter of Don Johnson and Melanie Griffith? That would be Dakota Johnson, who today turns 30. This report brought to you by CBS Audio. For more entertainment, news, sports, and lifestyle features, go to cbsaudio.com forward slash podcast and explore all that CBS Audio has to offer. From the Entertainment Tonight newsroom in Hollywood, I'm Kevin Gershon. An argument between a bar security guard and a customer at a Southside San Antonio bar ends in a deadly shootout. At around 2 o'clock this morning, officers were dispatched to the River City Saloon on a Southwest Military where the guard and the customer pulled guns on each other during an argument. Both men fired at each other several times. 
Uh, the bar patron was dead at the scene. The security guard died at the hospital. Another person who police say was a bystander was hit during the shootout. He's expected to survive. The names and ages of the men have not been released, and police are still working to determine what happened between the two that started that all brawl. A Chicago judge says a special prosecutor can stay on to investigate the actions of the Cook County State's attorney in her handling of the Jussie Smollett case, despite a possible conflict of interest. The ruling coming after it was discovered, attorney Dan Webb donated $1,000 to the campaign of Cook County State's attorney Kim Fox. Webb saying after the hearing, I've had no contact, relationship, or connection with Kim Fox, so there never was any question in my mind about my fairness regarding Kim Fox. Webb is not only investigating Kim Fox, in her office, but could level charges against Jussie Smollett, who was accused of staging a racist, homophobic attack in Chicago. The state's attorney dropped charges against the Empire actor. Ryan Burrow, ABC News, Chicago. Like a scene out of Boardwalk Empire, another Atlantic City, New Jersey official is resigning under scrutiny. Frank Gillum Jr. admitted defrauding a youth basketball club for $87,000. What's more, he founded the club. The Atlantic City mayor resigned from office Thursday shortly after pleading guilty to wire fraud after FBI agents recovered half of the money when they raided his home last year. The Democrats' guilty plea marks the latest in a long history of corruption involving elected officials in the seaside resort community, which provided the basis for the long-running hit HBO series Boardwalk Empire. As recently as 2007, four of the city's last eight mayors had been arrested on corruption charges, and one-third of last year's nine Denver City Council is either in prison or under house arrest. Matt Piper, CBS News. A 21-year-old from Palm, West Palm Beach, Florida, says he overslept and missed jury duty. Then he didn't call the court to explain. Now he's got himself a criminal record. When 21-year-old DeAndre Somerville overslept, missed jury duty, and the court sent police to the home where he lives with his grandparents, he decided to go with them wearing his work uniform so the judge wouldn't think, Oh, he's just another black boy out here doing something he's not supposed to be doing. But it didn't work. Judge John Kastronakis sent him to jail for 10 days, ordered 150 hours of community service, and a $223 fine. Somerville told WPTV, After going through that, it's like my life will never be the same again. For missing jury duty, the 21-year-old who'd never been arrested now has a criminal record. Scott Goldberg, ABC News. KTSA AccuWeather. Mostly clear tonight and remaining warm. Upper Nilo is 65 in outlying areas, 71 in the city. Mostly sunny tomorrow on Sunday with record challenging heat. High tomorrow near the record at 95 for 1937. High Sunday near the record at 95 for 1931. A break in the heat on Monday. To recap, mainly clear tonight, low 65 in outlying areas and 71 in the city. This is meteorologist Bob Larson with your KTSA Stevens Roofing AccuWeather Forecast. Texas News Radio is a production of 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Get news anytime online and stay connected at KTSA.com.